0: Today's episode is on Cron. Last time we were talking, I was talking about Mash Potter and I said that I ran Mash Potter using the Cron. And so it's probably a good idea if we explain what Cron is and give you some examples of how to get it going. So first of all, a little bit of history what Cron is. From Wikipedia, Cron is a time-based job scheduler on Unix-like operating systems. The name Cron comes from the word chronograph, so I suppose it should be cron anyway cron cron enables users to schedule jobs that are commander scripts to run automatically at a certain date or time now that might seem very simple thing but as we all know unix tries to have small simple things that do one job and do it well and cron has been doing a very good job for itself since for over 30 years now from when it was originally written by brian Kernighan. Um, in the unix seven days now the version we know under the gpl was written by paul vixie back in 1987 and has been extended and expanded since then so why might you be interested in cron well professionally if you're anyway interested in uh, life as a unix admin or uh, windows or a linux admin you really need to know cron inside and out. Even if you're a Windows admin, it's absolutely no harm to know how cron works. It's not that complicated. A few few minutes will will sort you out on how to use it. In the show notes, there will be three or four links to various uh, cron how-to's, including the man pages, which are very readable. And if you go through those, spend a half an hour or an hour, you will have cron sorted for the most part. There are a few gotchas to do with time zones. It's always a good idea to have uh, everything set to uh, UTC and work variations from that. There are other things like what Cron will do in situations where there's a leap year or going from wintertime to summertime. In every event, it will do its best to run the job, but it will um, avoid running a job twice. So little, little gotchas like that. But what it does for you is it will it will allow you to turn your computer from something that's statically waiting for your input the whole time to something that you can go okay here go off and do this for me every day go off and do that for me every day and it might be go and update this every five minutes or it might be well there's a new um there's a new news article comes out um from somebody every monday morning so um Check it just every Monday morning. Or you might have a comic strip that comes down five days a week. So check five days a week. But don't check on the weekends. That sort of thing. Now, if you think that's kind of simple. I can tell you that a lot. Virtually every Unix system that I've come across. And I've come across some pretty uh, big ones. Have been driven by cron on the back end. So um, a lot of people would not be getting paid. There would be a lot more uh, harm done than was predicted around the year 2000 if cron suddenly stopped working in the morning okay there are two parts to cron there's the cron daemon which i'm not going to cover too much but it is covered in these uh, links that i've got in the show notes it uses a slightly different file to the cron that we're going to be using and that's because um it allows you to run commands as a different user so if you're running billing you might want to run the cron job as a root user but with the user billing for instance um you'll find the cron files um located in uh let me see slash user spool cron for the user cron jobs and you'll find them in uh, slash etc in possibly subdirectory called cron, hourly, cron, daily, cron, weekly, cron, monthly. So if you do a locate cron uh, on your command line, you'll they'll all start flying past. As I said, I'm not going to talk too much about that. There are some similarities between the, the two cron files. So, uh, first of all, before we we're running cron let's talk a little bit about bash scripting and um the bash script we're going to write a little bash script now our first program if you're ever wanted to be a programmer this is your big chance so if you open up a file um if you can create a directory in your home directory called uh, bin so your home directory is probably going to be in slash home and your username and then if you may have a directory called bin there if you don't create one and then you can put a file in there called hello just h-e-l-l-o using a text editor and you put the following command in and this of course will be in the show notes uh the octothorpe which is called the pound sign in the u.s but we know it's the tic-tac-toe sign so hash well, let's call it hash then hash exclamation mark forward slash bin forward slash bash and the new line echo, space double quotes, hello, space, world, double quotes, and save your file. What that does is it tells when it's run by, when we're going to run it, it will tell whatever process that's running which, uh, which shell to run this in. So uh, it's going to be a bash program, it says, and it'll use the command hello, it'll use the word uh, echo to echo hello world to the screen. Now, if you try running that, so by typing um, backslash home, backslash your username, backslash bin, backslash hello, you will get a permission denied. And the reason for that is on Unix systems, you need to explicitly give permissions to files to run. Now, on a Windows system, if it's called exe or .com or .bash, bat, it will... um, it will be considered an executable and it will run it on unix you could have a .exe file that's a text file you could have a hello.txt that's a script so you've got to be uh, careful and you have to look for the uh, executable bit so if if you type a ls minus al you'll see x's we won't go into that right now but um actually i make a note that there might be a good episode for later on if somebody's interested in doing a hpr on file permissions anyway what we want to do here is we want to make that an executable file so you do that by typing in the command line again uh, chmod that's change mod space plus and then a small x space slash home slash your username slash bin slash hello and then if you type slash home, slash your username, slash bin, slash hello, and press enter, hello world will come up on the screen. which is great, congratulations, you've written your first bash script. Now, if you wanted to put additional commands in there, it's very, very simple. So if there is anything that you do on the, on the command line quite often, so you might do cd backslash um, home backslash my user directory backslash podcasts, Uh, do um, uh, cp to somewhere else anyway you can put all those commands in in that file and it will run now let's have that tell cron to go and run that for us and we want to uh, run it on a particular schedule but usually when you're testing bash scripts what you do is you tell it to run it every minute every minute of every hour of every um month of every day or what you know whatever every minute every hour every day of the month every month every day of the week that's what you'll do so we don't edit cron tabs manually ourselves and the reason for that is first of all cron tab will do some sanity checking on it to make sure that we don't have any syntax errors in our file but secondly it'll modify the um, mod time of the uh, file and it will That will indicate to the cron daemon whether it needs to open up the file and reparse it to become aware of additional commands and when it needs to schedule those. Okay, the crontab command itself has four different options. The one that we're going to use right now is crontab space dash L. And if you type that in, you will see possibly some entries or you might see the command or they reply no crontab for and your username. So that's absolutely fine. If you want to get rid of a cron file at any time, you type crontab minus R and it'll remove it. And there's another option, crontab dash U, which will allow you to edit somebody else's file. So sudo space crontab dash U space billing might edit the billing users uh, cron file. Okay, but the one where, option we're most interested in right now is the dash E file, which will allow you to edit a cron tab so if you go ahead and type crontab-e it will probably say no crontab for your username using an empty one and if you look in there and you exit out of it without saving it'll come back to the prompt and it'll say no modifications made okay however if you do edit that file and even if it is an empty one some distributions will have a like a cheat sheet on the first line on my Debian system, I have um, the hash command, which we've come across before, but except in the first line of a script, it is a comment file, so it comments out that, so it will be ignored by the uh, cron daemon when it's processing the file. And we have m-h-d-o-m-m-o-n-d-o-w space in the command. And what all that good stuff is is it tells you gives you a little hint about what each column in this table file are now in unix you might come across cron tab or fstab or um, other sort of tab files and what they are considered is they're considered table files so the cron tab file means that it's formatted in a specific way so it's going to be interpreted by the cron daemon in a certain order and if things aren't where it expects it or have the wrong values, then you're going to get an error back. And the things that it expects are in the first five fields are indications of the time you want to run this at. And then the sixth field is the command itself that you want to run. Now the command we're going to be running is um, slash home, slash your username, slash bin, and hello, uh, and that's the command. But what we want to do uh, first of all is we want to, um, rather than run that at six o'clock in the morning and then have to debug, every we you know wait a whole day before this it's run again. What we tend to do is we put it in and we tell it to run every minute of every hour of every day of the month of every month, whatever. And to do that, we'll use the asterisk, which is a symbol of every. So if you edit that file and you On a new line so after um if there is a comment in there um just edit the file and type an asterisk space asterisk space asterisk space asterisk space asterisk space slash home slash your username slash bin slash hello and if you save that file and then what you will probably see is crontab installing new crontab and that tells you that the crontad daemon is now going to process that file and uh well on the hour it will on the sorry when the minute flags from 59 to zero it will process that file and execute the command inside of that now one of the things that we're going to notice about this is that that command isn't actually going to do anything because it's echoing out to the screen so that's not a whole lot of use to us so what we might want to do is we can put in certain variables in at the top of the file to email that to a certain location but what most people tend to do is they tend to redirect the output of their files to another location so you might redirect that using the uh greater than symbols so if we edit the file again and we type um we go to the end of the line where it has five asterisks, forward slash home username, and at the end, after home, we put in a space, the greater than, slash home, slash your username, and slash hello dot output. And if you save that file and exit, after a minute, that file called hello.output will appear in your home directory. So essentially you have now a working cron file. If we edit that file again, and at the end of that file where we have hello.output, we put in the greater than sign. Oh, sorry, we put in instead of the greater than sign, we put in the, uh, so we have the command greater than slash home username, output, and then we have the number two, and we have the greater than sign, And we have the dollar one. And what that does is it tells Cron to redirect any output to the same place that we're putting the output from the first place. (laughs) It's a bit complicated, I know. It's a lot simpler when you see that. And you'll see uh, examples of this in the show notes. But let's go and talk a little bit now about what the fields are, the tabs are. And the tabs that we have, the first one is the minute. And this controls the minutes of the hour that the command will run on. And this is between zero and 59. And the next field is the hour field. And this controls what hour the command will run on and it's specified in 24 hour clock. And it starts at zero and it runs to 23, where zero is midnight. So you're kind of guessing it. The next one is the day of the month. And the day of the month, it's going to run on. So if you have 19 in there, it will be the 19th it'll run on, regardless of what day of the week it is. And then the next field is the day of the week. So if that specifies the day, it'll run. So 0 to 7 is allowed in most systems where 0 is Sunday and 7 is also Sunday. And then we have the command itself that's going to run. So, giving you some examples. So, if we had asterisk, uh, so zero, 01 asterisk, 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 and that command would run one minute past the hour, every hour. If we had 17 space 8 asterisk, 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 that command would run daily at 17 minutes past 8 every morning. If we have 17 20, Space asterisk 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 that command would run at um yeah eight PM well seventeen minutes past eight PM. If we had for instance zero zero four asterisk asterisk zero, that command would run at four AM every Sunday. Or if we had asterisks for asterisks, asterisks, sun, S-U-N, that would also run a four every Sunday. Now I'm reading these from one of the Cron manuals. And that is pretty much it for Cron. A very, very simple command. Uh, it does one thing, does it well. Um, hope you find that interesting. I will talk to you again on Hacker Public Radio. Now, last month I recommended a podcast called Spud Show. And it was uh, fantastic to get feedback both from um, Chess. I'd like to thank Chess for his kind feedback on Mash Potter. And I'd also like to thank Brendan for his feedback on recommending his show Spud Show and especially like to thank him for putting a special show together show 400 with all the recommendations that i had in my last show so it's well worth a listen i've listened to it about 10 times already now today i would like to continue on with recommending uh, other podcasts here and recommending a podcast by our very good friend dan lynch of the um you might know him as one of the outlaws on linux outlaws and he has a show called rat hole radio which is absolutely brilliant this show reminds me of a show that i used to listen to um when i was going to college and uh it was one of the pirate stations and there was this old crodger <laughs> not to say that uh dan is anyway an old crodger but uh he used to play the weirdest stuff going from one thing to the next thing and you know It's just absolutely fantastic to get a nice good mix and dan's motto over there is there's only two types of music there's music he likes and the music he doesn't like so uh, i recommend that as this month's um show to listen to go ahead and definitely subscribe to um Hole radio if you can and he's actually putting on a show in liverpool next year, which uh I would very, 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 very tempted to uh try. Well next year is actually this year, try and get over to. I doubt I will be able to, but um yeah, all success with that. Anyway, that's this month's recommendation. And just to remind you that you um can also pick up a mic and send in a show to HPR. We are a community radio Station supported by you, the listener. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting media.